Ahoy, it's a brand new episode of Baffled, the fact-finding show. We decide whether the facts are amazing, whether they are worth being spread on, or whether they're nonsense and should be chucked in the bin of disrepute and ridiculousness. My name is Dan, thanks for being there. Today, I've got three facts for you uh, about famous lions, about penises, and about Pisa. I probably could have made that more alliterative. Mark is also here, what have you got? Uh, I've got four words for you. Double death and planes. And Connor makes up the three. What are you bringing, pal? Something about sentences, um, negativity in your life, and and something about liking people. I'm just going to say before we get into it, this is categorically the most nonsense group of facts I've ever bought. There you go. We're delivering on the strapline, people. Stick around. It's a brand new episode of Baffled Amazing Facts, which are complete nonsense. 
your favourite Baffled Boys. We've had this date on the calendar in uh, to all be in the same place, to use our brand new studio, to all be there and yeah. we're all in different yeah. places again. So yeah. winning at life, winning at admin. Uh, talking about admin, let's go to the admin king to kick us off. Mark, what's your first fact of the show? Okay, there's a company that turns dead bodies into coral reefs. So there is a company called Eternal Reefs. They offer an innovative solution after death. Uh, it takes your cremated remains, mixes it with concrete, and creates a pearl, which is basically, uh, it's a bit of coral reef. It then puts it in the sea, and it creates a new habitat for fish and other sea life. So you really are helping the circle of life. Very similar to the um, uh, Pringles fact, isn't it? I like this, you know, the fact that there are options for when you get cremated. Like, remember the Pringles owner? He got put into a Pringles can. Do you remember that one? He was made into yeah, a like, Pringles like can. Yeah, like the Frisbee yeah. guys. Didn't, did the Frisbee I, guy have a Frisbee guy is in a Frisbee. But the beauty is, is that you don't have to have created a coral reef in your past to be to become a coral reef here. Yeah. You can just choose yeah. So to. what? what you're actually doing with this fact, Mark, is you're bringing options... I'm you're, you're, yeah, you're... basically, I just really want to prepare people for death. And today's episode is sponsored by Eternal Reefs. No, it's not. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just you bringing new options, you know, because because people are like, oh, you know, maybe I'll cremate my gran, but, you know, what am I going to do with it? Put her into a coral reef. Drop Put her, her in the a sea. Coral reef. Yeah. There we go. Vibrant ecosystem happening right underneath the sea level. Absolutely. You know, if ever you want to look after your nan when she dies, make her into something that turtles will over for the rest of her line that lovely days so no it's problem. what she'd have wanted it's what she'd have wanted as in life as in death i mean you'd say they could do with a little bit of advertising and sponsorship because it's a good idea this is as you say the whole ecosystem the whole circle of life someone's dying is helping other animals to live and i don't know about them i can't imagine many people do and i think this is too good an idea to be you know shoved away as one of nine facts a year and a half into a fact-finding podcast they need to be better about their their advertising and their media i would say i mean here's the other great thing because it's made out of concrete made out of your cremated remains in concrete you can put personal messages onto there you can put your handprints on there as well if you want you could even send out mementos with it as long as they're right. environmentally friendly of course two things here mark number one What's the cost of this? We got a fee here. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm becoming a coral reef when I die. I've got it thrown in for free. It's 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 a great it's a great contract right. we've got going. Secondly, as well, you know, like when you scatter the ashes or you bury somebody, you like to go visit the area, don't you? I mean, this is a nightmare to visit. I mean, this is hard work. Uh, I'll be honest, it's not ideal. Unless perhaps you are a family of scuba divers. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, you, you want to go out with the family for a day out and go and see lovely old Nan that's unfortunately passed away. Well, you're going to need a boat. You're going to have to get yeah, an anchor. You're going to have to all go down there. I mean, this is an absolute nightmare. I mean, I don't know for sure. Maybe they make smaller versions that you can put in fish tanks. No, technically right. you can go and see any ocean and you're visiting the same place. Like, like, you know, it's, it's all part of oh, one sea. Technically, you can just go and see anything. That's very deep, isn't it? The, what, thought, Con the, uh, Connor, the, ocean, the ocean's also deep. No, no, no. Connor, you're more of a a person of, of mementos than I would say me and Mark are. We, we've had the discussion before where you've had like a lucky penny or something. Is that right? Yeah, I've had a rabbit foot as well. Mm, yeah, okay. Doing very well from it. Uh, when you die, what are you thinking? What, what's going to no, happen with you know your ashes? <clears throat> This is I I I think when you die, it's all a load of f really. Like take all my take all my insides out. Experiment on me. I don't need any ashes spread. I'm dead. 
No, but it's not for you, but it's not for you. As, as you just said, it's for the people who remember you. They do whatever they want with me. Do whatever they want. Yeah, do whatever they want. Yeah, put me wherever you want. Put it in the shepherd's pie. But, you know, throw me over the, throw me over the shed. You know, just leave me on the side of the road. I really, do you think I'm when you dead. get cremated, you're going to turn into seasoning? Yeah, maybe. You never know. We could do a Kurt Cobain, couldn't we? And we could, you know, you could just sniff the ashes. You use it as drugs. That's what Kurt Cobain done, wasn't it? You'd be pretty annoyed, wouldn't you, if, if it turns out there is something, there is a grander thing at play here, Connor. And the the one thing that needs to happen is you, your your body needs to be in one place or your ashes need to be in one place. And the reason that you don't make it into heaven is because someone's stuck you on top of a cottage pie. I mean, you, you're going to be pretty <laughs> off about that. I'm not there. But, but this dead. is what I'm saying. Ma- Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what's happening here. Maybe you being on a sheet of lasagna is going to stop your your passage in the afterlife. Who uh, puts, puts lasagna in a cottage pie? I was pie? thinking of different sheeted meals, different layered meals, and we went from shepherd's pie to cottage pie to lasagna. Connor, what's your first fact of the show? Did you know that it has been decided that it only takes up to four minutes to decide whether you like someone or not? Four minutes. I'm going to do a you here. Who decided that then? Yeah, well, I mean, that that's my first question. So it says here, if you want to make a good impression on someone, whether that be a date, meeting a colleague, maybe a friend for the first time, someone that you want to get on board with, you've got about four minutes to do so. It is believed that it has far more to do with your body language, tone and speed of your voice rather than exactly what you say. And it is decided by human nature within four minutes whether you're interested liking that person or not within the first four minutes I'd, I'd love to do you know when people meet someone who they like they start to speak in the same way it's like they're doing a verbal dance with each other i'd love to be like like Darren brown kind of mind warping this to like instantly make everyone kind of like you because you know what to do with the patterns i'd love to be all over that like you, you, like what mark does but the opposite you know connor like like the opposite yeah. of that yeah, the opposite. Yeah. yeah, I understand. I think that this is actually bang on, if I do say so myself. I think within four minutes, if you actually take a step back, you think about that fact, I 100% think within four minutes, you have decided, even if it's a friend, even if it's a friend or a colleague or something, within four minutes of being in that person's company, you know whether you're happy with them for the day, f- off with them for the day, don't want to talk to them for the day, or if they're new, you don't like them. I think four minutes is a pretty fair bet. It's not a lot of time to prove yourself, isn't it? It's not a lot of time. I'm trying Cause to because by, by that mind. point we are judgmental people. By that point, you know, you you have gone. Oh, you're a bit of a dick. So everything you do now is going to be tainted by you're a bit of a dick. So even if you're trying to do something nice, you're going to go, yeah, but you're a bit of a dick. There's probably a back. There's probably a second meaning to it. Yeah, I reckon so too. I'm trying to figure out what the first four minutes of this podcast sounded like because we'll have some people that are tuning in for the first time. That have oh, they love us, us and, and absolutely love this us. Four minutes. This four minutes has got to make a pretty big, big impact. What are, were we prattling on about something? I mean, the, yeah, words, probably, du- yeah. the, the words double death came up, so I can't see how they wouldn't be excited about the podcast. Mm. Yeah, I know, but usually... I usually said ahoy, and ahoy is a very fun word, so... Mm. Yeah. I think we're in the four minutes of us three being in a room with people, people would like me more out of you all of us, I'd say. Absolute, absolute try. No, they wouldn't because you'd say something like that and people don't like that kind of arrogance on a person. I'm not being See, arrogant. I think it would be I'm, me. I'm comparing because... myself to you two. That's, this is an arrogance. Well, this yeah, is... but what you have to consider here is that we also know that the first four minutes are key. So for four minutes, I can pretend not to be a dickhead. Right. Dan, can you? I mean, I could do my best. 
Yeah, that I'd would be very struggle. charming. I think I'd be very charming. I can turn the charm on when I fancy it. Just four minutes in. Four, four, it's four minutes of it, isn't it? I don't know. It's tough. Four minutes, eh? Right, time for my first fact of the show. You know the lion that roars at the start of the MGM movie? I don't know. You know, in, in the, the opening credits. Who you mean, yeah. Where it goes, You see, you know okay, that kind right. of... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. This is exactly why, Mark, people wouldn't like you within the first four minutes. <laughs> this is what I said. I can pretend to not be a dickhead for four right. minutes, but you've known Let me for me... longer than that, so I can just absolutely <sighs> go for it. I don't know him personally. No, he doesn't. He's a doesn't... lion. Go right, on, I don't know him lying. Well, Connor, Connor, let me say, in, in the first four minutes of you meeting someone, I hope you're not in a grouchy, a grouchy, grumbly mood like you are today when you're in those four oh, minutes. Connor is so upset with that joke. Hold he on. Is so did, you upset. Ju- did, did anybody else just hear that? If you didn't, I'll tell you what to do. Pause us right now. Just rewind to Mark saying, What did you just say, Mark? You said you don't know him personally. And I went, Because he's a lion. I went, All right, I don't know him lionly. I think because that's a great a play on words. Because he's a lion, just in case she was wondering. Yeah, right. Just because he's a lion, just in case anyone was confused why he said that. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. Go on, Dan. Very quickly, here's a little little bonus fact. You know a lion bar, the chocolate bar, lion bar? Did you know it's called a lion bar? Because you have to open your mouth wide like a lion to bite into it. Bonus fact for you. Anyway, the MGM lion at the start, it's not a lion making the noise. It's a tiger making the noise and a lion is doing a voiceover. A lion is doing a lip sync to a tiger making a roar because lions don't make ferocious roars. Okay, do you know the saddest thing about this fact? What? The lion bar fact topped it so much more. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. It's still still out for me. I think I I was distracted by the whole... I don't know him a lionly thing. Like he's yeah yeah, um, yeah. It, do you? Um, I kind of went around. So the... I, I kind of went around the houses with that. Right. Let me. Here you go. Still listen. You know the lion at the start of the MGM films. It comes onto the screen. It makes the roar. It's not yeah. a lion actually making the noise because They're lions not... don't make ferocious roars. It's a tiger roar, and they've got a lion to do a lip sync of it. How does a lion do a lip sync? I don't know, but I do know how lion bars get their name. I reckon based on looking at the MGM. I reckon what they've done to get the line to do that is either tickle its balls or pull its tail. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? It makes you wonder if the line did the lip sync over the tiger or they managed to get a tiger to roar to the same mouth. I, I think what they did was they filmed the lion and then found a tiger roar that fitted. I, think I don't think that, that they got a tiger into a voiceover booth and went, do your best roar for us. There's some severe t- ball tickling going on there because the line looks. Why is your Why is your first Why is your first thought? Well, two things here. One, why is your first thought here ball tickling? And two, why would a lion be uncomfortable if someone was tickling his balls? It's a, it's a very It's a very comfortable sensation. Okay. Okay. It wasn't tickling. Okay. They grabbed his balls. There we go. It looks more like a grab. Maybe he looks discom. He looks uncomfortable. Would you grab a lion's balls? I can't uh, imagine. Yeah. I mean. If I had to, if I had to produce the opening of, of MGM and I, I was on, I was on, ten, I was on hooks here. I needed to get it done, and the only way we could get this lion to act up in front of the cameras to grab its balls. I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing balls. Balls are being. Grabbed. I might die, but it's going to make a perfect shot, guys. So I'm going to grab the balls. Make sure you're rolling. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Right, ready. Hit record. Hit record. Ready. Three, two, one. One of them. You know, and then it's all done, isn't it? Done, dusted. There you go. There's your shot. I mean, the issue, the issue here is that. Lions look a lot better and more intimidating than tigers do. Not that I fight a tiger either, but they sound crap compared to a tiger. So really, 
you kind of need the tiger roar and the lion image. Like a tiger roar with a tiger or a lion image with a lion roar is just not as yeah, good. Yeah, I don't think I, I, I could describe to you a, a lion roaring. I think the only one I've heard is, is in that, and now it turns out it's not a lion after all. Hey, That's here's true. a fun fact for you. Did you know that lion bars are called lion bars? Because when you go to eat them, <laughs> you open your mouth like a lion. There we go. There you go. You get I don't think a lion bar is that much bigger than other bars, though. Yeah, it's oh, like, it seriously, my mouth oh, doesn't need to is. open that much to eat a lion bar. I, I can, I, it I, is more... No, 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 because you've got the nougat and you've got the nuts in there and you've got the biscuit. I mean, it's a wide, but, you know, you're opening your mouth wide, but then we're veering into the territory that this podcast can never do what chocolate bar is better than the rest. So let's move on. I will, Mark, I will just it... say, no, no, no. I will just say before we move on, I do think a Yorkie bar requires a lot more admin than a lion bar. I'm just putting it out there. It's not about admin. admin. It's about opening your mouth wide. Admin, what do you mean yeah, admin? Ab- admin, hard work. Admin, you know, requires more wrap-up. Is that what you class than... admin as? Hard work? Yeah, hard oh, work. Yeah. Yeah. Anything Anything's that's hard, hard work just goes down as admin, mate. Yeah, like driving lessons, just f***ing admin. Go on. What's, what's, the, what's the most adminless chocolate bar, do you think? The most adminless chocolate bar I'd is... I'd say a flake. A fl- no, uh, no Freddo, a flake goes everywhere, Freddo, doesn't mate. it? No. Freddo, no, you just, you very kill chewy. Now, there's a, there's a lot know. of admin in a Freddo because you've got to figure out how much it's worth now. Like you're yeah, there with your 10p and, and then it's you've also, got to get another f***ing tenner out just to afford it nowadays. They're also very chunky. It can't be a flake because a flake goes everywhere. Uh, might, might just be bog standard dairy milk. There you go. Admin and chocolate is covered. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. The euthanasia coaster is a steel roller coaster designed to kill its passengers. Thankfully, no, it's only hypothetical. No, no Mark. Okay. Mark, treat, mate. <laughs> Stop there. Are you sure about this one before you start? Are you sure? Are you hundred percent sure about this one? Have you thought about this? Have you have you have you have you practiced? Did you read this to your mum on the phone? Because seriously, think about this one before you do it. It's not real. Right, so we got we got this so right. I'm not worried the about idea. the fact it yeah. being real or not. It's a fing roller coaster. Like where are we going? Let's uh, right, go on. So it was a concept made up by a Lithuanian artist. So it's more of an art thing than it ever is a physical thing that they're ever going to buy. Uh, he was a PhD student at the Royal College of Art in London. Uh, so the idea of this uh, roller coaster is that you go up to 510 metres. When you get to the top of there, uh, you then have to press a button to say that you would continue. All passengers can at that point get off if they've changed their mind. And you then go through eight loop the loops that slowly get smaller and smaller you hit 200 miles an hour you get 10 g's and it basically it's enough that uh the science says that you will black wow. out and you just won't survive it well hold no, on a minute are you no, are you basically no, just no, telling no, no, me no, that no, this no, fact no that we need to this fact has been going for this podcast has been going for a year and a half and i don't know if we've ever sought out to depress a listener like that yes, I, I did I, warn there's double death today no the the the, the, the issue that i have this fact is basically just imagination. That's like turning around and going, this artist created a game where you have to walk through a room and dodge blades coming towards your head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's even bleaker than that because it's made the cut through. So there's that. Again, I know, I know we do spend some of the time having a go at Mark's diligent research here. No, and he uh, does no, do more research this- than I would imagine. I imagine he does I'm do more having- research than both Connor and me. No, 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 no. It's, in, no, it's in just research on, on fact finding. Thing is, this has made it through the cut in that not only is it very bleak, it also doesn't exist. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
can something be a fact when it's not real? I th- I think so. The point here is this, that someone has decided to design this. Like, so what sort of person are you that you go, you know what I'm going to design? You know a roller coaster that kills people. The recording of this podcast is slowly becoming the best thing in my life, which is really sad. Okay, Hang on, what do you mean slowly becoming the best thing in your because, life? Was it not that from the outset? Because what I love, right, Mark has just presented this fact and he sits there all innocently looking whilst Danny's like, hold on, it's imagination. It isn't real. It isn't actually a fact, mate. It's not. It's just really sad. Like, it's a very hard time to be around at the moment, you know. And I, I was, I came into this recording today without wanting to bum you out, but I was thinking, you know, it's a really hard time. We've been in lockdown for ages. England have just lost the Euros. Everyone's being horrible online. Everyone's being a dickhead. Maybe this will cheer me up. Did you know that there's a roller coaster that's been designed so it can actually kill you? That's my second fact of the show. You know, I'm just, I'm really bummed out, man. I've, I've got to try and drag this in a fun direction, don't we? Thank you for that. Connor, what's your second fact of the show? Make it nice and light, please. Do you know that if you write a sentence, a normal sentence, and you keep the first and last letter of each word and then put gobbledygook in the middle of each word, you'll be able to just read it. All you need is the first and last letter and the sentence will be able to be read by you. But there's so many different words that are... What? <laughs> what? So... The sentence that I've got in front of me, we can put this in the in the description of the of the podcast today, is we can understand any messed up sentence as long as the last and first letters of the words are in correct places, such as this sentence. The actual sentence I'm reading, each word, the first and last letter is as it should be. In between that is basically an anagram. They're all messed up, but you just but read so, it fluently. So it's not gobbledygook, it's just the letters in the wrong order. Yeah, or it could be gobbledygook, yeah. Could it, though? Or could it, could it just be, be the letters be. in the wrong order? But even with the letters in the wrong order, it still looks like gobbledygook. It's, it's gobbledygook. I'm going to put it in the bio, yeah, I'm going to put it in the description. But if, 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 if the letters weren't in the original word, then your brain's got no way of making that connection. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let Maybe. me try this out. I've done that. Are you listening to Baffle Podcast? No, it's absolutely bullshit, mate, because I've just done Gogbidigook in the middle and it says Ace U Laffodoquag to Baghdad Paffert. Like, how am I meant to make that connection? Hold on. Okay, yeah. Well, obviously, I've I've read it wrong. You have to have (laughs) the actual letters from the word. Right, okay. So you could just flick the letters around. Yeah, I want to send you it in the WhatsApp chat. It's all gobbledygook, but it's the actual letters that are in the word. It's it's, it's, it's just different order. You know those things that go viral around like Facebook. It's always Facebook because it's always like your mum or dad, family, friends that think they're a genius. Where it's the um, it's the letters have been replaced by numbers that look exactly like it. So the E's are the threes, and it's always like if you are reading this, you're a genius. And like your nan always takes it so seriously, and you think, no, nan, it's so easy. You're being an old moron. I mean, I can read that message, but I mean, I don't. It's it's not groundbreaking. I think you're being awkward here. I think this is good fun. <laughs> I don't know how I'm feeling about it, to be honest, mate. You wait for the Nigel Awards, mate. When we when we put it out to the people, fact of the year, this will be up there, top three. Wonderful. All right. Well, that, they'll have to listen to it about four times to try and actually Hold understand up. what you were Fine. trying to what, what you were trying to explain. That, what we're saying is that autocorrect is not needed in life. 
But the amount of awesome yeah, mistakes we make, but really good good headline. Just gonna could have just had this. Just gonna throw it out there, right? Just gonna throw it out there. We may be scraping the barrel a little bit today, lads. All right, and sometimes this happens. But Mark, yes, you can absolutely not come out of the fact you just delivered and pop at me about this one. You just <laughs> I'm told choosing me a that euthanasia something... roller coaster fact over this. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's hey, a Connor, debate, debatable. I'll take that on the chin, to be honest with you. I reckon he's probably right. He's probably right. He's probably right, and it hurts. It's a shit fact. I apologise. I said it all wrong as well. Delivery was appalling. <laughs> right, time for my second fact of the show. The Tour de France hires a whole team to travel on the roads, on the circuit, to make phallic pictures, make penises into nice pictures for the riders. So quite a lot and of the, the people, TV cameras. quite a lot of the people psych, uh, travel up ahead of where, you know, Geraint Thomas and the rest of the, Mark Cavendish and the cyclists, where they're going to be. And they do what everyone would love to do. They spray paint a big old cock and balls on the, uh, on the road. The Tour de Force has to hire a team of people to go ahead and redesign the cock and balls into things like flowers. So they don't distract the cyclists. What do you do for a job? Oh, I redesign cock and balls. They turn they turn the genitals into owls and butterflies, allegedly, and it's across the whole three and a half thousand kilometer uh, Tour de France route. Tour de France route, rather. I mean, I'm a big I'm a big fan of that. It's someone clearly they've got you know they've done one before and they've gone. God, how many cock and balls did we have this year? How many Mark, did we have? Let's just get to. You know They're actually real artists. They are real artists, by the way. Oh, so it's not oh, just uh, really... it's not just get the uh, work experience on. kids out in front. No, I th- I may, no, hang on, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Maybe it, it's uh, like <laughs> they are experience. the real artists. They are brilliant. Uh, so you're yeah. basically saying work it. Of course, you're not working experience. You can't get a bunch of miners drawing cocks into stuff that isn't cocks. They're underage. Well, no, this is the point. They don't draw the cocks. They take the cocks and draw them into something else. Imagine the headline, Tour de France sends miners to find cocks. I mean, it doesn't look good for the France brand. Also as well, Mark, I've known you a long while and you are so becoming my favourite person ever. It's it's when you take what has been said and then say it in your way. You basically just took what Dan said and went, what do you do for a living? I turn cocks into flowers. I love it. It's just, you know... He really, he's, I think he's slowly becoming the people's champion here. He's getting over station. We've spent, we, we, you, I'll just have to insult his gingerness more if you build him up like that. <laughs> if you build him up, we've got, we've got to redress the balance. Then again, we had the whole thing about how he couldn't be nice for four minutes. So maybe it is yin and yang, swings and roundabouts kind of thing. Uh, why, I quite like this why, job. I, I think it might, yeah, might be fun uh, for an hour to, to draw biggest... uh, flowers and butterflies over a knob. My biggest concern is why are there so many knobs? Why does it require a job, this? Because I imagine it's like a thing now. But you remember being at school? Best thing to draw ever. The most funny thing in the world. Look, if I stop finding an inappropriately drawn knob funny, then you can just put me on the old imaginary euthanasia coaster. Like, seriously, I don't want to exist. If I see somewhere, see a blackboard and there's a massive penis there and I don't find it funny, then what's the point in living? That's what I say. And these French people believe that as well. So much, the Tour de France has to hire people to redesign them into something a bit more palatable for the telly. And where are the penises? Slap bang in the middle of the road. So these are like roads that they're cycling on and there's these massive knobs and balls that have been... Uh, drawn because of the Tour de France being there, people have done it as a laugh. 
Yeah, to distract the riders to make it uh, make it so you, they're seen on telly. Yeah, I mean my mind my mind was going through all different you know emotions right now. I was working out like why is there cock and balls everywhere in France? Why you know and it was it was all over the place. But now it all makes sense. Yeah, great. Yeah, job. it's, it's not job. just but, they're like oh where's the route going this year? Oh, did you know there's twenty cock and balls down that road? Like, yeah, I think my go to they don't pre-exist. I think my go to question is how many times do you think Squidward? has been created out of the cock and balls. I'm going to go for a grand total of zero. So Squidward from Spongebob? Yeah, I mean, he's perfect cock and ball territory, isn't he? Yeah, that knows. Time consuming. If you've, got, if you've got 20 cock and balls to cover that day, you, you're not spending time on a Squidward, are you? If ever, if ever, there is a schlong to look like a nose, it is Squidward's nose. Did you spend a considerable amount of your childhood at school doing that? Yeah, I literally, I remember being five years old, turning around to my mum and going, Mum, why does Squidward's nose look like a great big penis? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Uh, I, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both up. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. If you want to get in touch with the show, info at bafflepod.com. You can always do that on Instagram at bafflepod, and it's at bafflepod on TikTok as well. I got a quick email from... Jackie Knight, who says, I'm really worried about my son. He keeps asking me to draw pictures of Squidward above cock and balls. Karen, no I'm sorry about that. Karen. 
Dan, you've just entered the territory of Mark, all right? Don't do it to yourself because you are above Mark with with jokes. You you're good at jokes. You make me like you've jokes. I said Karen didn't I? I said I said Karen didn't I? You said Jack. No, you've touched. You've touched Mark territory with that one. It's almost as bad as what was that shit you come out with on the other episode, Mark? Something about temperatures being related to somebody. Remind us, Mark. Don't know. Factor hippo, maybe. Oh. That was a strong point. Yeah, it's info at That's what you want to do. Karen, Jackie Knight, I'm sorry that your son keeps drawing squidwards over cock and balls. Connor, what's your last fact of the show? We have an answer for negative people. Get them out of your life. Here's why. Hearing a single negative thing can damage at least five positive things. You're a bit of a neg as well, Connor. Do you reckon? How do you reckon you, you'd crack on with it? So this? how do you think I yeah, feel after all podcasts that we ever do? How Mark, many bloody neg- how you. many positive things do I get ruined every week by you guys, mate? Hippofactimus or whatever the <laughs> shit you come out with is so <laughs> negative. We don't even need to. We don't even need to be negative off the back of that. You're already doing it. You're already doing Fact it. Factor hippo. Get it right. Factor hippo. Factor hippo. I mean, it's shockingly bad. But yeah, five Coming positive memories. Soon. Five positive... Me- oh, seriously, this has to stop. What is coming to the store soon, Mark? Factor Hippo coming to store soon. Dan, are we, do we need to book some... Does he need to go for a blood test or something? Because something's going on here. I don't know what's up with him. Has he been taken uh, over? He, he need, he something in his- Just I don't crack know, on with he it. Need, Come on. He needs to go on the old euthanasia rollercoaster, I feel. I, f- I feel. Um, yeah, sorry. So one negative thing can outdo five positive things. Five positive memories, lovely memories in your mind. All it takes is someone to be slightly negative one single time around you and those five things disappear. Shit in it. There you go. Coming from the ray of positivity, you're shit You're right. My <laughs> fact was too depressing for today. What about roller coasters being designed to kill people? That's too depressing because people are never going to do it. Yours affects everyone. That's not depressing at all, is it, Connor? What's interesting is you actually sunk lower into your chair there. You actually, you know, for the benefit of the listeners, he actually sunk into his chair as he read this, like he was being sucked into this well of negativity. Right, Mark's Mark's imagination fact that was really, really negative and upsetting. Right, let's say what, on average a week, downloads probably getting like half a million downloads, let's say, right? So 500,000 a week uh, times five, this is quick math, two and a half million. Mark, two and a half million positive memories you destroyed with one of your facts. I'm all right with that. It's pretty impressive. (laughs) I feel so. Pretty impressive for the way that was a badge of honour. I feel you're being. I feel you're being quite cruel to them, and I've got to say, I've got no, to say, right, you're this, sat there. You're... <laughs> no, I don't think we're being cruel. I've said right. I like Mark's delivery. I like Mark. I like what he's doing. But the fact itself is just it. It's it's one of a kind. It doesn't exist. It's the first time in a year and a half that we've had a fact that doesn't actually exist, and I, I, I'm I'm here for it. I live for it. Well, he's got one thing to do to make it up to the people, the baffled fans. We need a good name for them, really. Um, for you. It's time for your third and last and final fact of the show, Mark. Hold on. Hold on. Let's intervene. Mark, you're the best at this. Off off the cuff, top of the head. What are the baffled fan called? We've we got just, we've got believers. Uh, what's what's... Baffalonians. Yeah, right. yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> it's a very, a, a reference to a very old culture for you there. Uh, right, okay. Go. In 1992. Last fact of the show. <laughs> in 1992, Southwest Airlines and a smaller company, Stevens Aviation, 
both wanted to use the motto, just plain smart. Instead of taking the matter to court, the CEOs of each company arm wrestled to decide who would get the, the motto. The thing is with this, like, that's quite good on the face of it, but it would just be so much better if I'd heard of any of the airlines. And that's, that's not your fault. Like, Southwest like Airlines is huge like- in America, in fairness. I... I absolutely love it. This is this is my sort of thing. Do you know why? Because I do what I always do with facts like this. I put myself in the in the moment of this being decided. Conversations happening between both parties, and how the hell did they finally come to? Oh, just do an arm wrestle, whatever. Do you know what the lawsuits, all the paperwork, all the admin, bin it, arm wrestle, settled, cut the cans, bosh. Here we go. Who won? It's very good. The CEO who, who won, yeah. of Stevens Aviation won. The companies end up sharing the motto anyway and donate it to each other's charities, making it all pointless. Oh, mate, you've just shitting the, you've just shitting the whole <laughs> thing. You've basically just pulled your trousers down and had a great big one over the whole facts that you just presented. Unlike Dan, I like to give the whole facts rather than massage it a bit to make it perfect for air. <laughs> Okay. To be fair, that's right, not your right. fault. It, it's not. It's an, it, you know. You're right, but it's not your fault that they copped not, out at the end. Like exactly. It's, it's not it my be fault. A good enough wet thing. Blankets. How? How? What, how did the? Is it just? A, did you know? Was it just a straight down arm wrestle? Loose tight fight. One, two, three. Uh, bam. What was it? Yeah, I, I believe uh, standard rules. So topless. Uh, with 75 people in attendance just to make sure they could verify the result. And it was a case of countdown from three and then go. And then it was best of 71. Yeah, I want to know how, how they, like, the, as with all these things, I want to know who first suggested it. Who thought, you know what? I can't be asked. Let's just do a, let's just do an arm wrestle. And also the gumption on that bloke to say that to the other bloke because the other bloke probably wants to take him to court and thinks, you know what? This guy's talking my language. Let's have an arm wrestle. Big chops on that lad. You want to get in my mind. I mean, my, my, my biggest thought process here and my biggest concern is how much better it would have been if it was a thumb war. I mean, I'm with you. Less of a spectacle, I'd say, though. But there is a technique with arm wrestle. As soon as you, if you, if you can cock the wrist, then you've won. So if your man Stevens found out that, he'd win. Yeah, but I the think issue is as soon as three, you cock the wrist, there's a team coming in drawing a squidward on your wrists i think if if us three done an arm wrestle competition mark would absolutely smash the life out of it all uh, oh yeah would, i would i would yeah i would win yeah three not hours. through muscle we, we but through would... no but through no he'd do it through like underhand tactics he like he'd see no. he'd, he'd like sneak one into you under the table he'd like have a cup and have a squeeze like with the no, lion see, from I, the mgn I, I... He'd, he'd do some stuff I've got, man two, I've got to two issues when it comes to arm wrestles. One is that I'm left-handed, so my weaker arm has to go against a stronger arm and my stronger arm against a weaker arm. So that's one issue. The second issue I have with arm wrestles is that I literally have no muscles. So all in all, arm wrestles aren't great for me. It all makes sense it explains a, a lot, bit, doesn't it, Dan? Uh, no, it, it doesn't. No, but so I, was thinking, I was thinking exactly this. So, I mean, really, mm. again, I'm sorry, but we, we, we built you up earlier because, you know, you're very funny. Ginger, glasses, left-handed. Hey, some of us just want to be different rather than following the crowd. It, it, do, it does explain quite a lot. Time for the last fact of the show. When I saw this, I really liked it. I don't know how, where we can really go from it. But you know the Leaning Tower of Pisa? I've, I've heard yeah. of it. There's nothing inside it. It's hollow. What's the point of it? 
Exactly. And I know that makes sense, doesn't it? That you think, well, of course, there's nothing inside it. It's leaning. But if you actually look at a picture of the outside and it's got this magnificent facade, it looks real, uh, you know, it looks really stately. There's nothing actually inside it. It's completely hollow. I, 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 I am just baffled as to why it was built. What was the point? I have no clue. I would love I was to really know. hoping. I was really hoping that there was just like a few offices in there and everyone was just pushed up against the wall struggling day to day. This that is the point because my... it makes... That's right. And that's just what I'm saying. As soon as you say the fact, you think, of course, you moron. Like, but it's just amazing that there is nothing in it, that they've made this great, huge thing that's one of the most world-renowned tourist sites and it's hollow. Not only that, it looks like some really boring nuclear tower in the middle. It looks terrible. It looks like the inside of a car park. That's what it does. Wow. And so all those people look. thinking they're doing good by holding it up in photos. Inside you wouldn't do that, would you? Your, your alternative. I would not do that because this guy wants to be different. I'd be on the other side trying to, oh, push, hold. It, trying to push it over. There's quite, there's quite a nice floor to it. Hang on, I can't see the floor. Oh, yeah. Nice floor, but if you look up, there's nothing in it. Nice floor. Yeah, there's nothing in it. It's literally empty with a few ladders on the walls, obviously for maintenance. I mean, it looks... So miserably boring. I tell you what, you'd be pissed off, wouldn't you? You pay your money to go inside that, thinking, oh, what's inside? Nice floor, nothing. Here's an audio tour, 50 euro. Right, thank you very much. That's it for Baffled. What have we learned this week? Well, you can make your mind up if you like someone in just four minutes. The lion at the start of the MGM is actually a tiger. And if you're redheaded, you've got glasses and you're left-handed, it must be because you want to be different, folks. Absolutely. Info at BafflePod.com, that's what you need to do. If you've got a suggestion for Connor to explain this week, be quick, we're recording soon. Info at BafflePod.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at BafflePod. It's the same on TikTok. And we will see you on Friday. Connor, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Say goodbye, Mark. I would, but I'm different, so I'm going to say hello <laughs> <laughs> i will see you soon say bye 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 bye